The ghost saga continues at the haunting of Hobart Ave. We did a search diedinmyhouse.com. You'll never guess what came up. Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Pirelli, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, show 75. Uh, we're getting to 100. Can't believe it. That's crazy. Yeah. Jets, Giants, loss. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of everything, ghost stories. We'll talk a little Bitcoin. What do you got on tap today? Some questions? Uh, yeah, we got some questions from the people, from the listeners. You guys have been uh, submitting some stuff via DM, so I was able to pull those. Um, I don't know if you see my T-shirt, but- Discipline you know, over distractions. I'm, I'm filling look- this out right here, nosnooshop.com. It looks like it says discipline times distractions, <laughs> which is kind of how I live life. Discipline times distract. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, lots to go over. Very excited to hop into it. As always, highly caffeinated. I've been doing the ghost pre-workout. Oh, did you name her Taylor? What's going on right now? Everything is revolving around haunting ghost. ghosts yep. in October. Uh, but just by dink, ghost pre-workout. You know what I realized? What? It hit me one day and I'm like, what's the serving size on this bad boy? I go upstairs. It's supposed to be two scoops. And you've been taking one. I've been taking one. So you haven't been feeling the ghostly effects. I, I took two. I was Wired. buzzing. Buzzing. I was lifting everything inside. I picked up Petey, started curling him. You're kind of like my buzzing. It's like a brother and a cousin mix. My a buzzing. buzzing. Right? That's a yeah, you like that? So the ghost pre-workout, you know, I got the weight belt. Everything's rolling in. So should we just hop into pod bods? Uh, yeah. Well, pod bod was rough. So, you know, last week was from the time we recorded to now was a disaster in my household. I didn't even talk to you about it because you know we try not to talk during during the week but dude my so Callie I had mentioned on the last episode was thrown up two nights in a row mm-hmm. the following two nights Karina gets the chills fever oh my god a ghost throwing up then the next day daddy starts that's throwing you. up yeah that's me starts throwing up 103 fever uncontrollable chills couldn't work out for two days had to bang out of work um, I was up all night in the bathroom. Like it was, it was absolutely ridiculous. Now we think, oh wow, we have COVID, right? Yeah. So we had to drop the baby off, um, to the in-laws. So, cause she was then feeling better, but now we were literally crippled. Oof. Mike, the way that my body ached, I have never in my life been this sick ever. Mm. So we're rushing around trying to get like a COVID test. Long story short, comes back negative, right? Mm-hmm. 24 hours later, completely gone. Really? Yeah, like that the most wild thing for both of us. Couldn't even eat anything, Mike. Like if if I had a Ritz cracker or a saltine, coming out both ends. Really? Yeah. Oh. It, it was not not a pretty view. But I almost took the. It was so ironic. Last episode, I mentioned I have a golden rule: never take three days off. Right? <laughs> never take three scoops. Literally of on the third day, I was like. I can't work out and I had to work out just to get it in to make sure that I wasn't fugazi. But I guess if you're, you know, if you're deathly ill like that, but something is definitely going around. Um, and we're, you know, we got vaccinated. So you think from the research, what they say for us to be, and this is what one of the doctors said for us to be exhibiting that extreme amount of symptoms, which was every COVID sim- symptom under the sun. Yeah, I was gonna say They said it would have been highly unlikely that it was, uh, but then we ended up getting tested negative tests, but we were convinced. Yeah. At one point I was like, I'll, I'm losing my smell. Cause then you get in your mental too, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and what the media has done to us now is like, anytime you get anything, you think 
yeah. or everyone else thinks. And the variants and all that. That it's COVID. And then I started downward spiraling in my head like, wow, we have people over on that Sunday. Like, it's only Wednesday. Like, I got to yeah. contact everybody. I took a Sharpie to my nose. I was like, no, okay, my smell's still there. <laughs> you smell insulted. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, it was crazy. Scary stuff. I got, um, me and Dana, when we first in, moved into the house, had a similar thing. It was a 24, maybe 48-hour thing. And I was like convinced. I'm like, oh, this Dude, is it. Perspective piece. Like just value your health. Health is everything. It, it, it really is everything because I, I, what I was feeling when I would walk, my joints and everything felt like I was almost crippled. If you work out with the strength cartel, five in the morning, say five to six ish, you'll feel that way because I've been so sore. Your pod, but I know I make you giggle a lot. Do I make you giggle? You make me giggle in the morning. Well, now. and you look good. I'm not they, knocking it, but it is so. I need time. I need it's time. good. I, the belt, the whole, the tucked in hoodie with the with the straps I hanging. Know if you notice, like it is, it is. It's a, a tough look. It's a giggly moment for me. Do I look and more I'm, athletic? You definitely look more athletic. Okay, that's and good. I'm happy I'm for, for you. Like, I think I need the high shorts. I, think I, that's... I will just. I will say the other bully side of me socks? <laughs> thinks you need to put more weight on the bar to be having this this equipment. I don't on have you. any more weight. <laughs> like, I gotta why? buy more. Need it's more expensive. donuts, but why are you wearing a weight belt? Do you have donuts? Curling back, back <laughs> like, support, dude. Back, back support, back but, support. But do you think that? And yes, it looks good. It does look good. I'm doing it for but, the views. But do you think that you're gonna get to a place to where now you can't lift without the support no, no, of no, these no. belts and stuff? No, it's it's I uh, when I first start getting back into lifting, I'm not even gonna say heavy, but lifting aggressively on weights, my back gave out the first week, and I got really scared. Gotcha. I did, and I couldn't walk. That's because you probably went balls to the wall like Mike Pirelli does. I went pretty heavy. You know? <laughs> well, for me, I went pretty heavy on squats. I've had a mental block on squats my whole life. Like during football, it would just I'm the guy skips legs that like that. <laughs> That's me. I'm, the, I'm curls, that guy. Curls for the girls. Yeah. I give Frank a hard time. I say it looks like he walks on his hands. <laughs> uh, but that was me. So when I did it, I was like, I don't know if I should do another set. I deadlift. Yeah. I'm squatting now. I went down. I had that pop sharp pain. So I'm like, this could be really bad. Ah. Tingling after? Couldn't like sit up. And then I worked the whole week. So I'm like showing houses, barely getting upstairs. Wow. And I'm like, I can't take that risk. I got to get a weight belt to at least hedge against it. Yep. And I, if I'm going heavy, I got to be very controlled. Like I got to do maybe three instead mm. of a five, yeah. but do them really perfectly, yep. you know, and then maybe add another set type of thing. So I'm figuring out working alone is tricky because there's that mental, I'm going to bench this. I'm gassing out, but I think I can get it for three, and you can't half commit. But that's why you have a rack bar to catch you it. You can't, though, because if you, you do it, certain, too low. certain exercises, but certain ones, it's just realistically, gotcha. it's like you could, but you're still going to be stuck under yeah. the weight, and it's 6 a.m., you know, so I routine-wise, up at five, no problem this week. Difficult, no problem this week. Last couple of weeks, it was like 5.15, 5.30. Mm-hmm. Finally back from the routine, work's gotten busy again, which has forced me to be, like, regimented. Yep. So- up at five, pre-workout five fifteen. Scroll through uh, some videos of Strength Cartel to see what <laughs> I want. If I'm doing biceps today, buys and tries, which I did today, I look up big boy biceps, <laughs> and then I literally will watch them doing an arm workout. He has so much content that it fires me up to do a bicep workout. Then I do another video of him while I'm working out with him. Gotcha. So he's like, come on, easy money, easy money. And he, I think he's talking to me. I'm still waiting for the invite. Yeah. Well, I got to get going to on? point. What all, do you mean? All you do is put me down on social how? media. And then you want an invite? How? You want you want to come to my- How do I put you, you down? You want to come to my place? Listen, just because daddy's putting, what did I say? You're three, like 415 on 315, 315 315 on a string. 
I had it on Where's the four fifteen? Let's get out there. I don't know, but I, I um. That's pretty good. Weight to whatever ratio. Yeah, I mean, my bench press has always, you know, for the past couple years, has been good. But I really stopped going like heavy, heavy like that, just because of like my joints and stuff. It's nice to do it. It's nice to do it once a week. Uh, But even with the squats, right? Like for years now. I mean, I haven't put more than two seventy five on a squat rack, but I do it. No, I'm serious. I know. But I do it, you know, I do sets of 15. <laughs> if you see Mike's face right now, it's hilarious. But I'll do sets of, you know, 15 to 20 reps at 225. Casual. 15, 20 reps. I'm doing I'm like serious. three sets. No, because to me, I'd rather cycle Volume. and do squats once a week. It maintains, you know, oh, that, yeah, yeah. that natural testosterone I, When you're trying to build, you got to really yeah. try to get I mean, there. you're going back to like when I was you in eighth like grade. Mike right? Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> it is great, though. I have to say, I'm really enjoying it. I figured out like every month I get a new toy in there and it no, keeps like me, it. you know, when you come over, I think you'll be impressed by all the different I things. am impressed. I just want to do it for the content. Well, I the think content's it'll be coming fun. in time, but I got to get there. You know what I mean? Like, no, it will be fun. Why don't we start documenting now? We can do on, on a Sunday, right? You can invite CV, Justin Anthony Sanchez and myself over. We get a nice workout in. We can fire up the grill. We like, what's up? Out, the biggest Football thing with Sunday. that content is figuring out timing because Sundays are going to start being terrible. Yeah. So it's going to be like, we got to, that is a thing that I'm trying to work because I'm thinking names, right? Uh, gym weights and tailgates, ooh, something like that, right? Ooh. Gym weights, tailgates. That's fire. So we come, work out, grill out. You don't need to do that in the morning. You can do it at night. Whatever it is, we got to figure out a time for that. Gotcha. The other caveat is that we're completely renovating the house, and we yep. just finalized everything yesterday, and it's going to start in two weeks. We can hang out in the garage. It's fine. Yeah, we'll just it's be fine. working out while yeah, they're ripping yeah, yeah, shingles. Yeah, exactly. Down. <laughs> just inhaling all the shingles. Um, yeah, and we probably have some mold in the basement, so like I open fine. a little window, but I'm, I feel like it's making me tougher. Listen, I grew up in Mount Vernon, New York, baby. There's plenty of mold. There was a point to this, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it goes through. Hard, uh, best progress, I would say, of the previous week is the air fryer's been tremendous. <laughs> We're just going to clip you every air week fryers. saying the air fryer. Air tremendous. Fryer. Air You're getting tremendous. air fryer, dude. If you don't have one, I highly recommend it. There's two of us. I'm usually eating more than Dana does and more times. And to have now I've just been doing half a bag of jasmine rice every meal. Nice. So I just one, split it in half. Then I do either a chicken uh Tilapia, I've been doing tuna, but I got to swap it out. And literally, air frying the tuna, air frying everything. Like sometimes uh, the, tuna the tuna steaks raw. Sometimes eat the tuna steaks raw because it's from frozen. Technically, I think it's safe. Oh, well, <laughs> hurts the stomach a little bit. So you, un- <laughs> so you, I defrost it, cut it up, marinate it, poke bowl. What do you, what do you always say? You have the rice. stomach of a, a I guess chihuahua of a or something, a cat. Goat. Oh, goat. goat, goats eat garbage. So thought it was a chihuahua. <laughs> but removing the decision making has been. I'm making progress. You thrive there. That's where you thrive. When decisions I don't have to for think, Mike. It's decisions. I'm just. Can we so put decisions gassed. over discipline. Did, no, <laughs> air fryer over decisions. Um, yeah, I want to do some fun, more fun uh, shirts and stuff. I, I for some reason I've been having this vision of pumping donuts, where it's like a Dunkin' Donuts shirt, but it says pumping donuts. <laughs> they have lifting donuts, but pumping sounds more fun. Pumping donuts. We can okay. send one to Pump Daddy. Um, Pump Daddy. He, did I tell you the air fryer one was like a Jordan? How is Pump Daddy doing? Fryer in there? Pump Daddy's been putting content of him catching footballs. Yeah, they they he's dominate beast. every year. I'm like, Dude, place him against. He's older than us, though, right? Lock him up. He's older than us. Uh, yes. He is so athletic for his age. He, I drive him crazy because every family event, I just talk his ear off, and I'm talking about all this stuff. Yeah. And every time I look worse and worse. Yeah. So he like, should be our first sponsored gonna... athlete. Pump Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, we can get him. Right. I I, so? I got the inside track. Yeah. I'll bribe him a little bit. Bribe him a little bit, like Boardwalk Empire. What you want? Oh my god! Well, it's been good. Excited for the progress. Shout out Strength Cartel. Some of their gear is pretty sick. Those are your boys. They, I figure. I find myself using 
Southern California slang. Like what? In the house, like they say, it's uh, Mando, mandatory, mandatory to the to that's uh, Mando to the dome. They take the pre workout to the dome. It's to the dome, Mando, dead game, Mando. Oh, they just, and I'm I'm talking back to these people. <laughs> you know, it's lingo. If I like they that. saw what was on the other side of the screen working out with them, you they'd should be record dying this. I, I want to see this. CV, we need to set you up with a camera and just they, go watch. But their person, like Callie Muscle, you followed him before. Oh, right? You're talking about my daughter. That's where I named her after. Callie Muscle. Callie yeah. Muscle. You know, they are so funny together. Like they're so shocked. Callie Muscle is ridiculous. He, they were working out, and he kept saying, "You look like uh, what are the peach bites?" <laughs> The rings? Yeah. He so a peach uh, ring? Big boy makes fun of everyone, but he also like hypes them up at the same time. So what he'll say, like if we worked out. It's kinda together, like me and you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're bigger, right? So you'd be like, Oh, that's a bad little dude right there. <laughs> like it's a back end comment. He's like, That's a bad little dude, that little leprechaun pumping weights. He like makes fun of them but then he hypes them hypes up. Him up. It's hilarious. Wow. <laughs> so if it's you good. haven't checked out Strength Cartel, Big Boy, he's my idol. Um Tailgates, New York football. Oh, so for those bad. who don't know, Mike is a diehard Jets fan, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm a Giant fan. Converted. Oh, yeah. This I is funny. Minnesota this fan. is good because you got Justin Anthony Sanchez on your side, and then CV and I are both Giant fans. Really? I yeah. know you're a Giant fan. So that, that's funny. Um, you can't tell we're the bigger ones, Giant fans. Get it? Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Skinny Jeff fan. In that case, I should be. <laughs> um, you guys caught an L, right? Caught a nice L, but positivity, silver lining. Our years have been so bad in the past yep. that him throwing two touchdowns, one in L, uh, in, in <laughs> one Orlando. See yeah, how they yeah. cut everything? So yeah, yeah. One interception uh, and staying healthy while running for his life. Yep. I thought it was very positive. I yeah, thought see, he made some good throws. Jet fans, I feel like you guys are used to that. Like, whenever I sit yes. with Jet fans, like my uncle's a diehard Jet and Met fan, yeah. like, he expects losses. Yes. Right? Whereas, like, we expect the, giant, the worst. Right, right. And and even when you're winning, you're like, ah, let's, yes. let's be Because they careful. always they break your heart. Exactly. Yeah. So, now, like, the Giants, though, the past couple of years have been doing that to us, New yeah. Yorkers, right? Yeah. So, it's 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 tough. Um, Sterling Shepard, I mean, good news, he's back. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm sorry, he, he looked great. Saquon is back. He uh, did not look so good, but he, he squats. I mean, oh, he's his he legs are ridiculous. Woo. Danny Jones. I'm confident in my guy, but <laughs> I mean, we got we got to be able to hold the football, right? We have to be able to hold the football. Do you think I you did can make love him fumble. Sorry, make him fumble. Yeah. The dude fumbles more than anybody in the National Football League. He's he got 19 turnovers since 2019. The next the uh, the next one up is like five. Too much popcorn. Yeah, it, <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> that's good. D- Danny Popcorn Jones. Danny Popcorn. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but no, so we I mean we caught the L. Um, we have uh, who do we have? CV Washington next week. I interrupted you. What were you getting into? You're getting into something else. Daniel Jones what? fumbling, and then you were leading into something. No, I just you know it, when it comes to um, ball security, just no excuses. Yes, turnovers. Right, um, I, he's number one in the league since 2019. But I, one thing I loved, so he got roughed up a couple times. It wasn't even that bad. I loved how the offensive line jumped got behind them, jumped. We want to say on the defense. But then I was listening to you know just stories of, of Daniel Jones, and you know in the off season he was actually taking the team, specifically the whole offense, to the lake and like having some good times with them. Yeah, uh, which builds that rapport. You know, I did love how coach took the um, accountability. You know, for for the loss, um, just saying that you know us as coaches got to get it together, and then it comes to the players. But we can only be accountable for so long. We need W's, baby. Yeah, it's it needs there needs to be progress. Else, you lose everyone. Bashing my face with a beer can on Sunday. See, I don't take it too hard. Like my dad takes it like he gets depressed. Yeah, when they yeah. lose, like I, I yeah, I don't I don't on. get like that either. Yeah. But it is know. tricky during this like during busy season when yep. the game's on, and I'm like showing something, and I'm like. Hey, 
I have the game on in the house. Trying yeah. to watch. I'm showing a, a living room for like 10 minutes. I'm yeah. like, and the best part about this, it's built in. I'm like, oh, don't, don't leave. <laughs> right. But people are usually surprised. Believe it or not, the majority of people are super cool about it. They'll walk in and say, what's the score of the game? Yep. So I do it even more so for clients now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I, I think it'll be during this football season. It'll be good. I mean, it's probably exciting to- It's you know, good for normalcy. See, New York. Like, yeah, New shout York football. Shout out Matt Pirro through a hell of a tailgate. I wouldn't He's know. He's a Panthers I wasn't fan. invited. Yeah, you definitely not you invited. No. <laughs> Panthers-Jets combo. It was one of the first times my dad actually stayed out for a Jet game at someone's house. I don't think he'll ever do it again, mm-hmm. but yeah. it, I was very surprised. They had a good spread, mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, we had a sausage, eggs. What I'm trying to do is even when I cheat is majority protein stuff, right? So if I'm d- eating bad, if I'm having yeah. like chili, I'm having two che- two cheeseburgers on with chili. Or like I'm trying to double up on the protein. On the protein, so at least you're getting it in? Just so at least I'm building some mass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, massive bombs. Uh, no, man, good good stuff. So, you know, hopefully next week we can report back with some uh, New York wins, right? I, I want the best Doubtful. for you. We I really do, do want some the best type for you. promotion. Like, if the, the Dunkin' Donuts, I don't know why I've been on Dunkin' Donuts lately. Yeah, it's Dunkin' Donuts, terrible. if the Jets or the Giants win, they give a discount. Maybe if the Jets or Giants win certain, like, I wouldn't drink the coffee if they sponsored us. <sighs> I, I wouldn't. The point is, I if wouldn't. the Jets or Giants win, we could do some type of promotion. Okay, all right. right I got you. Go ahead. Um, baby update quick. It, not even really an update, but it was interesting to see. Ye- uh, yesterday, actually, was the first time. I mean, this will air on on Monday, um, you know. But so I guess if I'm speaking as it's Monday, then last week was the first day. You just which, put my brain in a pretzel <laughs> saying but, that. Last week, right? Yes, was the first day that Karina and I had to debate who was going to take off because we didn't have childcare. Ooh. Yeah, it was crazy because usually, you know, we're so fortunate. Um, the in-laws watch, you know, watch Cali, which is great. Uh, school of, of Dorian Cali is, muscle. Is, is an incredible school. Yeah. Um, so she was with me the whole day. But I, you know, I, I envy the single parents that have to make decisions and put their kids in childcare and all that stuff. It was a quick realization for me that you know what wow we have it really good yeah um, i mean i had an incredible day with my daughter don't get me wrong and you know i'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home in that situation mm-hmm. uh but you really have to sit down as a you know as a, two adults and debate okay well who's not going to go to work today yeah which was crazy it doesn't happen often but it was the first time and how did you guys figure that out were you like i make more you make less but no no you make i more, mean really I what it less. comes down to is it's the beginning of the year for her uh-huh. um you know and i had especially with you know the storm we spoke about that how you know um our facility is looking I was still able to take calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were crazy because you're trying to run around with the baby. She's uh, just throwing talk, your phone. Yeah, talking yeah, to FEMA, yeah. talking to the insurance adjusters. Um, but I got a really good good team as well, you know, so everybody was able to to do what they needed to do. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, you, it, it's just – it was wild because we never ran into that before yeah. in a whole year. Yeah, we're, we're doing uh, once a week we have someone coming over, and she, she's – shout out Anna. Um, but it's been hard for Dana to leave Livy because Livy is – She's more attached to Dana as far as, like, Dana leaves, she'll start crying, versus Daddy's just floating around all the time. Yep. So she has fun, but, like, right. when I leave, she doesn't care. Yeah. So we're talking about I have to next week drop the baby off to Anna, which is just Anna coming to her house, and we do the switch. Gotcha. Um, so that should be interesting because yep. Dana, I thought Livy was just having a ball, but comes come to find out she's been crying hysterically when Dana leaves, and that's got to be tough as a parent. Ooh. Anna sends us pictures of her, like, eating pasta, like, 10 minutes later, but it's just that, like unknown for the 10 minutes on the drive to work you're like am i the worst parent ever yeah you know and they're talking now which makes it harder because you know what they want yep like livy's putting little words together she'll mm-hmm. say up banana she loves bananas callie goes mo when she wants something mo mo like she's, she wants she's more. literally Callie she wants muscle. more right mo. Yep, yep. that's what he does when he lifts the weight up <laughs> yep, yep. right doesn't he mo 
Yo, my man is huge. How does he get that big? I don't know, but he's little. He's he's little. He's a he's a big little dude. Big little dude. Bad little dude. <laughs> he's short. He's short. He's I love short. when he says that. And the voice. And he the way he short. talks to you. Sorry, I'm going back to big boy. That's my guy. <laughs> I got to get some strength. It's funny because their stuff is like, if I rolled in with a strength cartel shirt. I, I got to be honest. When you were sitting on the episode, like on the YouTube clip with your um your straps, <sighs> Tough, you, you look hard, boy. Yeah. I look. I, I just want to look like I lift a lot of weight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Arms look good. Yeah. Um, I hear we have a um, Taylor update, and I'm not talking about the uh, shirt Taylor here. Yes. So last episode, uh, if you didn't listen, go listen. Uh, we may ha- or may not have a, a tenant uh, that is of the supernatural realm. <laughs> rent-free uh, tenant. Taylor. Rent-free Taylor, we'll call her. Uh, we had a little experience, so we did some research. I was at Town Hall yesterday for like five hours doing some research on deeds. which On is ghosts? On properties and business oh, reports. Oh. But there, you can look up like everything. Ghosts? So is that Town Hall? You can look up everything. <laughs> like death certificates, a bunch of stuff. Some stuff you probably didn't want to know. So, um, but long story short, I was like, oh, I got to run this check to see if anyone died in our house. So, it's diedinhouse.com. It's $12 a one-time search. As you see, he's getting uncomfortable. He was saying the supernatural he's not a fan of. And word is, you're not supposed to mess with him. So maybe we should do a seance with like a Ouija board yep. at the house. Let's play Jumanji at the house. Jumanji. Yeah. yeah. See, see movie, movie reference? reference. Yeah, reference. my guys. So we did the search. 54 names came up of people have, who have been in the died house. Died in the house? No, not died. Oh. So it's just names of people attached to the record. It shows if there was a meth lab. Thankfully, no. <laughs> uh, any uh, sex vendors, like a couple things, right? So- I was looking through the names and I was going kind of slow because I'm like, this would be wild. Through, through. Dana Pirelli, do, 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 Mike Pirelli. Do, do, do. It's already updated with you guys? Terry. Yeah. Imagine if it had me as a dead tenant. Wow. Or dead uh, a chat. That would be freaky. So I go through Terry. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I kind of wanted it to be. So I'm like, did she say Terry? Like, maybe now she her said name. Terry. Oh, okay. Then I'm going through, I'm going through. I'm like, Turoko Miyochi. And I'm like, was she Asian? And I'm like, trying to like rationalize in my head. Nothing came out where there was any uh, future, like, it did, nothing was positive about it. Like, I guess it was good. What do you mean nothing was positive? I wanted to see the Taylor live there, gotcha. so I'm not so crazy. So there is no Taylor. Now I realize, like, when people see UFOs and stuff, they yep. just really want to, like, have proof. Yes. Because they know what they saw. So I might be a UFO person. This could be pre-town hall days. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? absolutely. Taylor it, might it, be- The search goes back to 1980, so I may have Ugh. to go in person. Taylor's much older than that. Go in person like I'm frigging from the 1800s, go through the books that are dusty, hocus <laughs> pocus that baby, and get some info. But the weird thing that did happen is we, me and Dana were sitting just watching Boardwalk Empire. If you haven't watched it, it makes me want I gotta, to be- I got to start. makes me want to be a mobster good? so bad. Really they're always good? in three-piece suits. They look like they're on the Titanic. It's all strategy. My favorite movie. It is gory. But the strategy of it is just like I want to run a business that way someday. Not a good guy, but very. How many um, stuff. seasons are there? I don't. We're on season two. Dana's seen everything. Is this an old thing? Yeah, old show. Old, old. But it's it relates back to New York and Chicago. Yeah, where does like the boardwalk come in? It's the What's... basically the beginning of the American Mob. It talks about the oranges of every or in, origins, origins, and it shows like Al Capone, and it shows how they all expand and they take over New York and all that stuff. It's good. So anyway, I got sidetracked. So we're sitting watching that. And a huge one inch and a half, maybe two inch grasshopper flies in. Like, don't know where it came from. Huge. You sure it wasn't a praying mantis? No, it wasn't. wasn't. You can't kill those, Mike. I would have. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Peter, don't come after me. So I grab a shoe and I'm like, gonna kill it. And he's like, no, don't kill it. She looks up. It's a good luck charm. 
or good luck, a sign of good luck, or a sign of someone reincarnated or like a spirit in your wow. house. Wow. Wow. I just got chills. Did you let them watch? So this is what happened. Dana goes, let me cup it, two cups, and put it outside. So I'm like, oh, great. Karina would never. Yeah. She, calm, cool, and collected. I'm yeah! <laughs> screaming. She cups it, puts it outside, right? Let Petey out maybe a half an hour later. Back in. Open the door like this. My man right through. Back on the same spot in the mirror. Wow. That's scary. Twice. And I was like, this is weird. What's his name? Then we go to bed. Terry? Uh, the, I think it, it might be Taylor. Just Terry, different form. Let's go like Terry a, and Taylor. So Ghost Saga continues. Refi- I heard that when you do renovations and you make a lot of noise, that the spirits awake and they want to see what's going on to their house. I think they hear me in the morning clanging weights. <laughs> they hear big boy. And I'm waking them they up. They see this big little dude in the basement. But I thought of this visual. Like, how funny is it? You know how like, ghosts live in like, really bad houses? Like, maybe Taylor might be pissed in the beginning, but then when she sees the rental we take care of, she's yep. going to be like, this is nice. This is nice. What do you need? You need a hookup? You want to talk to <laughs> in the, the afterlife? Uh, you know, but for years, uh, people don't know, but for years I lived across the street from the cemetery. Did you see any ghosts that, or not? I didn't. No, never. Not once. But I'm not going to lie. We had like four of Karina's titis come through. <laughs> those are those are her aunts yeah, or aunts, however that. you say. <laughs> yeah, it weird. they came through with the holy water, the to to tackle oh, the brujeria. What's it called? Brujeria. Brujeria. <laughs> yeah, like a bruja is like a is like a ghost thing in in Jesus. Spanish. So what? A witch. Witch. Thank you, CV. No, uh, see, I don't mess with witches. Yeah, no, 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 no. So they came to ghosts. I can hang with witches. I cannot. They attacked the bruja. So there was okay. never any problems in there. Too and they, they actually said, because one, one of her titis has um, a vision when it comes to that. So she knows she knows like a lot of spirits and things like that. Yeah. Um, and she said, no, this is this is good. Everybody who's in this house is a good spirit. It's good spirit. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. But yeah, we lived across the street from the cemetery for uh, five years. You're going to get an invite to like a house party. And I'm like, make sure you bring all your titis. Bring the titis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out Car- ho- shout out all Karina's water. titis. Yeah, shout out Karina's titis. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounds weird. Yeah, this episode's going to get flagged. Like, <laughs> oh, shocking content. Uh, so that's, the, stuff, that's the, the ghost stuff. Wow. So I'm really excited to start some reno because we're going to be ripping up like the majority of the house. We're getting to the bottom of it. We're going to get to the bottom. I might see like Taylor was here. <laughs> Taylor see, was like, here. I'm going to get on my, uh, maybe blacklight it. You know what you're going to find? You got to look on the walls. You're going to see, uh, and I wanted, I've been wanting to do it with Callie. Like a mark, a hand mark? mark. No, mark her growth. You know, like uh, you take a pen and you. Oh my God, of Taylor. If, imagine it, it just says stops. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm getting shivers. Oh, I actually kind of like that stuff because it's kind of cool. It's like I was as long as it's story. good and it doesn't have a bad experience, you know. Like, yeah, until then, yeah. And Dana keeps saying too. She's like, the spirit's not after me; it's after you. I'm I don't like, know. Hall- Halloween coming around. Here we got some uh, nice ghost hoodies that are going to drop soon too. Some ghost, you might rename them Taylor hoodies, like <laughs> Taylor, Taylor eggs and ham. Yes. Yeah, they're they're nice. They're coming in. We didn't even show them yet because I want to get them and wear them so we can just like yep. drop them and see if people ask about them. You know, yeah, I, I saw so I saw you ordered. You didn't order one for me. Well, I didn't know if you were gonna like it. I don't know if you like. Loved the vibe, it. I loved know? it. I think I think you're, you're the designer. You like loud. Right? I love loud. Yeah. I mean, look Couldn't at me. Tell. Loud baby. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, any other topics you want to touch on? Because I got a couple thoughts in my head. Um. I mean, if you want to go thoughts, I have an awesome recommendation for you. Oh, you want to go uh, recce? We could. What What do you got there? More cigars. You want to know? Well, so I. You want me to get into it? I would love sure. to get it. All right. It. So I've been um, you know, slowly introducing the cigar game to the podcast, right? Like slowly. Know, slowly would be uh, you smoke a cigar pretty <laughs> pretty pretty frequently? Pretty frequently. Well, yeah, but I mean, but it's not like I I've only done like a couple of recommendations on yeah, cigars, yeah, yeah. right? I want more of it if anything. But well, first let me get let me get my notes here. But Sorry. let me pop this bad boy open. 
Am I maddening to do a podcast with? I've interrupted you. You what? Like no, no. 40 it's all, times. So it's all far. good. CV hates it. Because I know. Sorry, CV. So this is my little travel travel door, it's called. Uh, it's waterproof. It's crush proof. All that. But anyway, these are cigar guillotines. They're called. It's called a guillotine. It sounds tougher than cutters. For sure, right? So yeah. this is a plastic one. Um, you know, you can keep that there. Yeah. But then this is actually my recommendation. And I have some notes on it. So I just want to make sure I hit all of the points here. But this is the Zycar with an X. XI2 is the version, right? Guillotine cutter for cigars. It's a uh, 54 ring gauge is the size. But the point of this is a lot of people get into the cigar game not really knowing how to cut a cigar and the importance behind cutting a cigar. Um, this will actually put a lot of respect on your name, Mr. Pirelli, if you start walking around with one of these bad boys. And they're not, even, they're not even too expensive. But really, I'm gonna show, we're going to do a show and tell because I'm going to show you the difference between um, this, this cigar guillotine and then the plastic ones that you typically use. Okay. Right? So the um, Zycar XI2, here's some, some of the features. It's got the teardrop design. Um, it's lightweight and an aluminum body. Go ahead, ask your question. Uh, yeah, I, ju- I think people are wondering, is there an advantage to the shape? Is it easier to... Well, I'm going to ex- explain it because this, right, this is actually what it is. It's the highest myself. quality steel that you can possibly buy. It's um, whatever, the 440, but the Rockwell rating is a 57. The sharpest knife that you can physically buy is that, right? The, you can't get any sharper than that, and that's on this guillotine. The difference, the biggest difference between the plastic guillotines and this one here is the spring-loaded action on it. This makes me nervous. Right, and that, that's, I think, the um, the teardrop. So it gets to a certain point that when you do close it, it actually springs in and closes itself. And it's a clean cut every single time. Um, we are actually going to do a show and tell here, Mike. I'm going to have you do it, and I no, want you to speak. No. I'm serious. I'm gonna, you're going to speak on the experience. Um, but the way to actually cut a cigar, a lot of people don't know, You all you have to do is follow the actual um, wrapping on the leaf, it's called, and you'll see a very clear line at the top of the cigar. A lot of people just cut cigars. We really should be capping our cigars, right? Taking the cap off of them versus physically cutting them. So if some, if you see someone cut a cigar in half, if you see someone cut a cigar in half, which I've done. Why would you do that? Like, because this will Fran, cut a cigar we only had clean one in half, though. And Fran, yeah. So like Frank Juan, Juan, I had one, just cut it in half. <laughs> we both split. smoked a half, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Is that okay or no? Um, well, it's different because cigars run in thirds. Right, so each third of the cigar has a different so flavor I, profile. I gave him the worst third. So, <laughs> uh, so you have your first third, second third, and then the final third. Um, each one has different flavor notes and stuff like that. This is a phenomenal gift, right? And you can actually catch it on Amazon.com. Visit the Zycar store again. X I K A R store. Um, they have it for an incredible price. These things go for $65 plus. You can get it for $44 on Amazon. Mm. They have it in multiple colors. Um, whereas, you know, you go to a cigar lounge and you could buy one of these little plastic ones and they're like six, seven bucks. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you can get them for free, but you're going to see the actual physical difference. So hold on. I'm going to get a plate here. Yeah. Uh, pop that bad boy open. Pull the cigar without the label on it because I don't want to embarrass any brands. Good ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Take I'm gonna let Guys, I'm gonna let Mike it in first. Yeah, it's an, it's actually a nice cigar, but one that I'm willing to let you uh, let you chop. Up. I don't know how you smoke these in the morning. Like that's a oh, man move. I, I, <laughs> that's a you man know, I move. can't do that. So I want you to um, cut it with this plastic one first. Cut a, again a very small piece of the end. So we show. So it's where it curves. So yeah, if you if you follow the actual leaf itself. You want to cut on that very first line. I'm coming with this crap. Yeah, well, you're gonna cut with that one, and then I'm gonna give you the Zycar. Oh, actually, you want to do this one first? Yeah. What am I gonna cut it twice? Yeah, it's fine. It it, it doesn't matter. It's about it going through the I've actual. I've done one of these. But you're gonna do it this again. This makes me nervous. This is. Too and again, a nice clean 
squeeze on it, but you're going to see just how how clean. And I want you to feel it. Be honest with the with the listeners. When so you we're do curves, it. right? Yep. Ooh, very smooth. How the was that? lock spring or the spring loaded close at yep. the end is big because that last. That's where I always screw yep. up, and then it gets. That was a perfect cut. Did you see how the cap just kind of fell off that right no there? No fraying either. Right. So now take the um, wow. the clutch. Who's clutch? Take, Tell me I'm clutch. I didn't the, think I was going to do that right I did. You? Well, you can't hey, really mess it up. Conf- you just Mr. Miyagi'd me. What? I'm telling you, you man. I know, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Take the plastic one now. This one. Cut a little more off I the cigar. No, that was a perfect cut. It was perfect. You cut don't a- throw paint on the Mona Lisa after you cut I the I want you to feel and explain the actual difference. Right, You're right. good at explaining things, so I, I want you to see. If, is there a... Uh, oh, well, it's hard did you because miss? I cut it perfect. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You could take some off of it. Oh, wow. I got to get my grip strength up. <laughs> what is it, a trick cigar? <laughs> no, not That take- was pretty good. No, so explain that. So, what just uh, happened? The- <laughs> you got to do like hand workouts to get it past that. If you do it one hand, like I've done it two sometimes, yep. where you like guide it. Yep. But if you do it one hand, there's no stable. It's not stable. Right. This one, the most important cut is that the part of the cut is the at the at the end. Yeah. And it gives you that assistance. Yep. Which you wouldn't think is a big deal. Right. But seeing how it like frayed from that one mm-hmm. is pretty. Um, and uh, do you clear. want to do one more cut with the the other guillotine? Listen, just I'm to, just gonna listen. be cutting this bad boy. Down That's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I Are want you, you to smoke really this one today. Yeah. Why not? Well, Pull it down, unlock it. Wait, oh, wow, it has a lock. Yeah, safety lock. Okay, and then I hit it. Oh, there you go. So it's spray. It's is it like spraying a spraying? Is it like a um, lighter where like if someone has a cigar and you just toss it to him, look like a badass. Snaps. <laughs> uh, so oh. here he goes again. He's gonna just cut it again so you guys can see. It's and hard having this microphone the way I have no peripheral. Yep. And again, okay. nice clean cut, nice and firm. Bang. Is there a big difference? I, big difference. I'll hold on to this. And we'll... <laughs> um, guys, so look, a lot of you have reached out um, just on cigar recommendations, right? And Talk to him, Dave. I actually appreciate it, so keep that coming. But I'm telling you right now, gift this Zycar XI2. You can even get the version 1 because the, the steel is the same. It's just a little bit uh, difference in the um, actual body of it. But the steel blades are exactly the same. It is a game changer for people who smoke cigars. Mm. Am I lying? I, it's game changer. I, I think we need to do more cigar stuff. I right, love But like this. $44, right? $44, you have one cutter that you don't need anything. That was actually gifted to me by my brother-in-law, Vic. So shout out my brother-in-law, Vic. Thank you, my brother. I also have it in black mm. um, just so I don't you know, overuse it. But the best part about this, lifetime warranty. It's nice. It's a business that backs their stuff. So if it breaks, send it in to replace it. Almost impossible. But also very dangerous to to keep around. Keep away from the kids. Yeah. Uh, But I I wanted you to see physically the difference in the actual cuts. It was nice. That was I I like how you You like that? You gave me the Mr. Miyagi. You're like, you could do it, and then I was just smooth, you know. Listen, Justin Anthony Sanchez, can you take this beautiful plate away from us? But to specify, my skill level on cigar cutting is I'm not very confident, and that was a very confident. Where's my where's my uh, cigar cutter, Michael? Right here. Oh, okay. That um, was good. Yeah, so that's the uh, that's the recce. You know, figured you uh, you'd smooth. enjoy it. I like it. Puts we, a lot of respect on the cigar name. That's gonna be a great clip. You know, too. you walk you walk in somewhere with that. They're like, oh, he smokes cigars. Yeah, I gotta. I always ask clients like, do you smoke cigars? And then I always use you. I'm and like, if you I have pull that thing out, big. imagine if you go to le- you go to cut some branded, cigar, maybe, maybe it's branded. It <laughs> Who knows? They'll hold on to it forever. Yeah. It's actually a good idea. Um, so my, I'm current events. This yes, week, sir. Right? Couple current events caught my eye. The the one for whatever reason lately that's really catching my eye is technology. We think that like, you know, the VR stuff. The embedded technology, like in your eyes, brain, glasses, is so far out. I saw two headlines 
Facebook released the glasses. The glasses. What do they do exactly? They basically you can. It's like Google Glasses. You have all of your apps and things within Facebook, I believe, and then you can record. Oh, you I know. thought you take Remember pictures. Remember Snapchat and, had? I thought you take pictures yeah, you and, can. and call. And you could call. You can answer, calls. but it has some type of app capability. That's crazy. That that's they'll crazy. roll out. Yep. So that's one thing. Then while I'm in that wormhole, which is wild, I'm going to ask you if you'll get those. They have Neuralink just passed a uh, first test with monkeys. They put uh, your boy, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Elon Musk. While he's going to space, yeah, while yeah. he's you know making Teslas, my man also has a startup. Wait, he went to space too? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm sure he's been. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> Imagine like guys, what are you doing this weekend? Going still space? There. Yeah, yeah. I'm hanging in space. <laughs> um, so he uh had two monkeys playing a video game with their brains. Musk had two monkeys. Two monkeys playing a video game with this thing called Neuralink. Okay. So it passed whatever. Te- I don't know what kind of. Te- imagine like two monkeys playing yeah. pong. <laughs> like this is fun. Like I don't. You know, like what game were they yeah. playing? I, shit like that. My I need more details. Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's a good like, one. CV. Good, good stuff. Like I need more details. Like when they test, I testing on animals. It's hard to like think about. It's sad. But like, what are they saying? Like, all right, we're gonna start you off Madden ninety nine. Like, right. you can be Mike Vick. It is kind of amazing to think about that. It's they, wild. they just sat there. Did they have to strap them down? Like, I need to get more details because they just sat there playing video games. The, the important part, like, See, I, we get I, the visual of this. We're the type where news comes on, we get captivated on the wrong part. Thinking, yeah, like thinking monkey about part. actual monkeys sitting there looking at a screen. Oh, <laughs> look, look, look! See, um, dude, what were they playing? Justin you know? just pulled it up. Wow, so, that's incredible. So it passed. So now they're going to start tests on people. Wow. Okay. My question to you is if, like an iPhone 13, a Neuralink, not even the first version, the second version comes out, are you getting it? What exactly is it? I'm still, I'm still It's confused. mind control of some sort, like where Oof. you can manage your assets. Oh, so they sat assets. the monkeys down to then play a game, but it was in their They, it was in they their were brain. already controlling. It's a thing in their head. That gets implanted that then they control a video game. This is bizarre. So, like, think about you wow. could be driving or working right now, just it's yeah. here, and you just like, or call, make a call, and be like, all right, call. Mike. Yeah, I mean, I, I need to see some more research on that, right? It's wild. But, but again, if it becomes a norm, like, I'm sure, again, look at all the technology now. I mean, even 20 years ago, the technology was not even close to where it is. So, if that becomes the norm, I, I'm sure I would, but if like, I can have Big Boy just show <laughs> just up in front of me with Neuralink, I'm down. But <laughs> In all seriousness, like the glasses, yep. that stuff's super interesting because yeah. if you think about it, we're in the reality layer. Once the virtual layer gets established, it's going to be like a land grab. It's like there's a virtual layer of Greenwich. Yep. All these companies can put up digital billboards in this layer, right. this Facebook layer, whatever you want to call it. And all of a sudden, you put them on, all of a sudden, you're seeing all these ads. You know, you look at a restaurant and it shows you a video, tell Mike's name. Of a of one of their food items. Yep. You look over here and it's Nike and it says sixty percent off sale, but they don't physically have to change anything. That's why. The only thing I don't like about this whole, um, I guess, technological day and age is because you're the a physical la- specimen. <laughs> That's but the, why. But the lack of human interaction that then becomes a result of that. My argument would be it's going to create more human interaction because I'm going to walk by really? you yep. and say, "Oh, he." is no snooze there's like a thing on here he likes to work out he likes cigars whatever it is if i look up your facebook profile and immediately get info on you i'm like wow i'm a big cigar guy let me go connect with this dude i think it there's an opportunity where people be more interactive hmm. does that make sense yeah no it does it what does. i hope, different different perspective on yeah. it but yeah it's but at the end of the day it's wild oh it's crazy it's gonna change it's everything nuts. that's good stuff like say you're like oh let's go walk 
sporting events are going to be sick. Like, let's go to the Jet Giant game, and you just VR it in, and you're front row. See, is that cool, though? Is that cool? Yeah, cool? like, I, I still think being there be awesome. at the game yes. is different in person than putting a pair of glasses on and me thinking that I'm in the front row. But if you can't go to the game, you get home from work from a long yeah. day, and you're like, damn, let me hop in. Oh, basketball, right? Yeah. And you see LeBron in person digitally you're sitting courtside some people never get that opportunity and maybe you're not gonna spend 40k on a seat but maybe you'll spend a thousand yeah you know yeah yeah no that side of things definitely makes makes sense but i I don't know i feel like i am i'm I'm an old school dude when it comes to certain things i'm a little archaic next week i'm gonna be walking with the glasses (laughs) just having your tesla pull up for you they're gonna have like a shell of me it's like big boy (laughs) this isn't really mike digital tats that would be fire for you I'm just you would be covered. Yeah, I'd if be, you could, if you could take them, everything, take them eyes, everything. head, I'd shave my head bald. <laughs> it's pretty interesting, interesting stuff. Um, no, but that's my current event is just technology. Yeah, Jesus no, it's, Christ. A, it's a good one, man. I actually want to do some more research on it now. Yeah, it, it's 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 a rabbit hole, and it would make it's going to make you nervous. Yeah, oh for sure. Because in reality, like maybe real estate agents aren't even a thing anymore. Like people can just go into houses digitally. Yep. and then you're you know, so it's virtual like virtual agents. Guys, stay on the top of this stuff. Yeah, man. It's going to be wild. No, you're, you're right. You definitely have a, have a point there. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, All right, so... We want to get into three questions. And okay. again, if uh, you guys have any questions, you can hit us in the DM. For some reason, you guys like DMing my personal page. I don't know if they think Mike is a bully or something of some sort. Um, but people ask a lot of specific questions. And I'm like, why didn't you? Because one specifically came in and said, save it for the podcast. I'm like, why didn't you DM the podcast? Yeah, I think um, I'm the heel. I think I'm in the heel of the brand, <laughs> which I like. I like it. I don't get to be like the... The dangerous one, you know. The dangerous You're the approachable one. one. They're like, I don't want to talk to Mike. It must be the beard on you. Yes. You the know. big, intimidating beard. Uh, but, yeah, you can DM us at No Snooze Podcast or at No Snooze Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Right? Or go to the No Snooze shop, buy something, and then respond to that email yep. with the question. Or if you happen to be lucky <laughs> enough to have our numbers, you know, they're hot commodities these days, shoot us a text because I actually pulled one of those from a, from a text message as well. Very nice. Um, thought it'd be a better piece to, you know, have CV actually read them to us. I like it. We, um, I've been dying to hear his voice. I haven't heard it in a while. I know. I know. He's uh, he's ghosted us. Late that night. word has a lot of uh, importance these days. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, three questions. You know, we'll, we'll uh, start doing these pretty frequently. Um, you know, gives us uh, good content. Yeah, reactions you know? and stuff. Yeah. CV, you're up, kid. <laughs> nope. Here we go. He goes, cool. now I'm live. Welcome back, my brother. Welcome. Bam, bam, bam. I do have that. Um, oh, yeah. And, and just to um, just to be clear, um, you know, I know in the past we've done actual names, locations of people. We're just going to take that out. So if you want to submit a question yeah. and you want to, you know, th- there's no no name or anything attached to it. So CV, number one. All right, question number one. <clears throat> Gotta get my warm up on. <laughs> Is it better to take a rest day when you're sore after a workout, 
or work out the next day through the pain. Also, if you take the rest day, what is the best thing to eat during the day? Or do you have a cheat day? Gotcha. I know. Yeah. yeah. So the That's first part. That's actually me who submitted that. So, <laughs> um, let me touch on the first part. And can you actually say the first part again? Is it better yep. to take the, a rest day when you're sore? after a workout or work out the next day through the pain. Yeah. So that's, that, again, these are all opinions. Like we're not giving, you know, doctoral advice here. That's a good word, right? Doctoral. Not, not giving you guys advice. Really for me, um, it comes down to my schedule needs. Yeah. Um, you know, for you to be sore after a workout, that's a, that's not a bad thing. Um, but really that's, you know, you breaking down the, the lactic acid and the muscles and that's creating soreness. So, I wouldn't tell you just to take off unless the soreness is causing a like um, not allowing you to be fully functional the next day. How do you but, prevent soreness, though? Like, say, you, is there a way you, to like. So you can't fully prevent soreness. It's actually help. good to be sore here and there. Um, you know, if you're doing the same exact thing, obviously, you know, I, I don't believe things get easier. I believe you get stronger. Mm -hmm. um, but. Clearly, if you're doing the same workout over and over again, your body is going to become accustomed. So it's always good to switch it up. I would say you don't need to necessarily take a rest day the day after you're extremely sore unless it's going to affect the actual muscle group and the performance of the next workout. Right. Like if you're. Yeah, you split. So if do, you do, you're, do you do splits or you do full body? Yeah, um, I do a lot of full body stuff now, okay. to be honest, because it. Um, I went back to bro splits, which is good because I'll do that, too. I'll do Big that, fan. too. Honestly, I work in like eight week cycles. Pretty yeah. much. I see. um you know, I, I see my body getting to a certain place, uh, feeling how, you know, and I'm speaking physically, um, you know, I'll, I'll feel certain joints kind of get tight and I'll say, OK, you know what? Let me let me switch it up here. Do you ever look um, at your body and be like, I need more tension on this part? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And do you adjust on yeah, that? It's like, my arms, visual? but they're no, still they're you, still but, shrivelly. But yeah, because um, I've been looking at my shoulders and I'll be like, where are your shoulders? Where, you know? <laughs> where are your shoulders? But yeah, personal preference for sure. But I would advise if you're sore on one specific body part, don't overdo it then the next day, if that makes sense. But then he rolled right. that into, or, or she, about cheating the next it day. It was a she. Was yep. it? Mm -hmm. About cheating. Like, I feel like you're rationalizing. But uh, part of me does think, like, if you're not going to work out and it's planned and you can plan it in, but then you know you're not having a cheat meal for another five days, whatever yep. it is, it's all about, like, tricking yourself to figure out that you're making a decision. It's not... Right. being imposed on you does that make sense? yes i'll speak scientifically on that yeah. piece because uh, I, I agree with you there's days that i have rest days that become my cheat days yeah. but the reality is if you're extremely sore from a workout and you take a rest day you should actually be consuming things that Good are going to help the soreness right you should be com completely hydrating yourself the next day um you know a, a lot of uh even carbohydrates will help with the with the actual soreness love those uh, tough if you're not uh, if you don't really eat carbs during the week like you know I yeah don't really you eat don't them. eat any carbs huh? i mean oreos you know all these all these bodybuilders and stuff they just ha hammer, hammer cars. rice well i do it because of my crohn's disease oh you know what i mean like but you my, would my actual yeah i don't really know i had to build my sense of uh bodybuilding and performance style yeah, based on based your... on my needs uh, you know what i mean um yeah because if i do carb cycle um you know i i feel that bloat and then that bloat leads to um you know the remnants of the actual crohn's disease uh, and it's called flare-ups for me i do feel bloated now eating more but I feel like my body has to get accustomed to eating like I used to eat yep. because I used to be heavy on the 
just everything. Yep. But I also did low carb, which really worked, but it's not sustainable for me. For you. Least. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get I that. I got no energy. Um, on, on a day that you're actually sore, one thing you should be consuming is amino acids, right? Amino Do acids. Do you take a mid-workout at all or no? Um, that to I'm me- I'm taking all the drugs. No, no, no. I, I take them, but I, oh, okay. it doesn't matter when I take them. Like if I, if I happen oh, really? to have it and I want to have it during the workout, cool. If not, I'll throw it in the protein shake after. Do you uh, have but, creatine during your workout? Creatine is in my pre-workout. Oh, it is. See, mine, I don't yeah. think it has C4. any creatine. It's not ghost. Oh, I don't know. So, or I'm um, but but that. also my creatinine levels, right? Creatine comes from creatinine. Um, I com- think creatinine up <laughs> comes from steak. Yeah, so, which I don't eat a ton of. Oh, me neither. Dicky body made by fish. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, so I hope that answers the question. Does that um, bring that some- That was good. Yeah. I, I actually enjoy these segments, and I like when you take the lead because it leads to more questions. Where I'm always curious, and- Obviously, you're an open book with me. Yeah, but and I'm I not. love asking about it. But it is interesting to like hear it from your perspective, and I I'm looking forward to hopefully this all sticking for me. Yeah, and we can show two different angles. Yeah, because you uh, have a very specific style. Well, you teach me a lot. I'm trying. You always do. I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to be people's guinea pig. Where they're <laughs> like, Mike does this, but he also can, you know, like, yep, but yep. It, none of it works if I can't get to that level. Yeah. You know. No, I got you, but it's also uh, it's all BS unless you get there. CV, you heard that click? I don't know if that meant something. That means my um, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, ching. Yeah. Um, no, well said. Um, I, I agree. That was I a good think, question. You know, you, you have to be willing to learn from really everybody. Yeah. You know? Um, CV, what do we got? All right. Question number two. How do you get a team to buy into your personal vision if you're a manager or you have a side project you want to bring people into? Oh, I love this question. That's good. Um. So, I mean, this must be a specific situation. You want to start on it? Uh, yeah, I'll dive in. Because it doesn't matter if you're a manager or I, not. Yeah. You know, we both have perspectives. Like, yeah. I have perspective before I was in, you know, the position yeah. that I'm in. A simple answer, at least for me, is, and how I think about everything, any endeavor I take on, is I try to, I personally think that I try to just start doing stuff because I think action creates more action, which creates people seeing what you're trying to do. And even if it's not, even if you're communicating what you want to do, but you're not doing it, it's harder to demonstrate what you want to do. Bingo. So even if you're doing something and it's like 50% wrong, at least it's 50% of the vision. Mm-hmm. And then you keep refining it. So like the renovation on the VAR, like I definitely don't have the pieces ready or the money to like do all of it. Yep. But if you put out that, fir- like we did, you put out that first episode, then you could retool it, you can change it up and then you can figure out the direction. Yeah. But you can't sail a sailboat on the beach you got to get in the water Ooh, is that yeah yeah no that's good Uh, i like visuals i i would definitely agree so that i mean in a grand scheme of things it comes down to personal leadership um i don't know how you can ever expect somebody else to buy into a vision that you're not physically living yourself or actually doing and by physically i mean taking action on it yeah um so that's by far the the first thing you need to be living whatever your vision is because if not then you're just out here saying things and not doing it um i'll speak on you know my actual business like my full-time business um i I think this year taught me a ton through a pandemic uh trust is by far the most important thing um and you have to be able if you are uh you know a manager of, of some sort be able to show genuine concern for the people that you know may be underneath you I remember the very first thing that we hammered home as commissioners, um, you know, when everybody was going through the pandemic, uh, specifically at work, was like, we are going to protect every single one of you. Right. Because like, the first thing that comes up in local government is obviously budget cuts mm-hmm. when you're going through a 
global pandemic security like that. yeah um so it was making sure that they believed in us that we were actually as three we had a com- team of three commissioners we were willing to reduce one commissioner so one of us actually getting fired before we would give up somebody else's full-time job wow. the team knew that we did calls over and over and over again um just to make sure that we were you know building that rapport also i'll say on on a level where it's not a global pandemic the way you build trust with employees is by engaging with them, right? Mm-hmm. You have to engage with them. You know, if you can't do it daily, like I can't do it daily every single day. Um, sometimes it has to be weekly, but it always has to be monthly. It has to be a one-on-one. I have to show genuine concern for what it is that they're doing. Um, then at the same time, my vision isn't the vision. We have to create the best vision, uh, the best vision possible, and the best decision has to come from a collaborative effort, mm-hmm. right? So when you say your vision. You got to be careful because that's like selfish leadership. Yeah. Um, and then on the side project, like, you know, I know Mike hates, you know, the term side project here because it's not a side project anymore. But my thought was, yes, I had a vision of what this was going to be, which is exactly what it is right now. Um, but it had to be fun for us mm-hmm. to do. Right. Like that had to be something where you have to reap benefits as individuals joining that process, because if not, then you're not going to buy into it yeah it's a good point you know yeah especially when it's for no money like when you're just doing stuff to try to establish you have to communicate to whoever your partners are what they benefit out of it and you kind of have to explain everything right so that especially when there's no money involved yeah oh 100 percent. other than monetary it's it's difficult to see the vision of like yeah well if i do this i'm going to learn these skills and then i'll be able to translate into this personal project or whatever it is so yeah it's a good, very good point. Well said. Um, yeah. Deputy no. Dave in the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, that answered it, right? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, and then final one. I like know. how all of our answers, we right after, like, yeah, that was good. That was good. We compliment ourselves <laughs> right that after. That was good. That was good. Nice. Plus. But you know what's good about these is we literally will see them right before. Like, I made sure I pulled these right when I sent them to I you. I didn't even look at your text. I just oh. saw the last part. Of the <laughs> and you were like, let's stay, let's stay away from that yeah. one. All right. Um, this one's long, so. Mike, are you taking steroids? I this one's long? <laughs> yeah. For me, for the reading part. Oh, I really got to listen. This is hard for me. I always hear you guys and many others I look to for influence talk about the one day at a time approach. I feel like I understand it, but can't master it. And I end up giving in specifically with work. I am in sales and I've been in the same salary bracket for years looking to break the cycle. Any tips? You did sales for a while too, right? Still, I do it every day. That's well, what I, that's my uh, yeah, job. That, that's true. Good, good um, point. Good question, by the way. And thank you for the question. vulnerability. I mean, being honest. Yeah. The the whole like bracket thing. I think you can have a sideways couple of years, but if it's not, you know, for example, improving, like you worked less and made the same, or there was some type of improvement mm-hmm. of the lifestyle, or you foresee you're learning the tactics that are going to get you to the next. I think you need to reevaluate what you're doing and if it's the right path. But a lot of people leave stuff too soon yeah. and don't reap the benefits of relationships. And like there is definitely humps. And if you leave before you get over that hump, you're never going to even see if you could have. But you have to be realist- realistic. Like yeah. if you're not getting up and hungry every day to get in there and try to take a- at that, yep. it's like then maybe you got to reevaluate because you're not especially in a sales job, you're, you can't go through the motions because then you don't make money. Then, and then you end up hating it. Like, yeah, yeah that's funny. Our first, our, my first thought was you have to really enjoy what you're doing because yeah. then you'll be fired up. Yeah. Um, for me, that one day at a time approach really 
you know, resonates. Um, one, that's how I live my life every day now. Um, but that actually started like almost 12 years ago now when I created, um, you know, one of the county's first be fit one day at a time initiative. That's mm -hmm. what it was called because I, I wanted it to. You know, I, I had began the personal development journey, really just stepping foot in it. But it was only in like fitness mm -hmm. that I was applying this mindset to. Um, and I wanted to create a, um, a physical workout boot camp for individuals that were 600 pounds or somebody who was extremely fit, just looking to get a good workout in. Right. So I was able to create this thing to where, you know, yes, you, you can provide exercises and you can modify exercises. So literally, you know, somebody who's super overweight and somebody who's super fit can actually be doing different modifications, right? Like a push up, you mm -hmm. can do them, um, you know, modified on your knees, or you could be doing them with, with claps and stuff. So I created it based off of that. Um, but the, the mindset of one day at a time was like, look, if you are overweight you get overwhelmed by looking at the extreme goal of you know 50 100 pounds down so it becomes down it, it really boils down to the daily action right and if you just come to this boot camp every day you won the day and eventually you will reach your goal so that's for me where it where it really started um i can tell you in sales one of the first things you need to do is have a plan. Like if you don't have a strategic plan in place for your daily actions, you're going to remain in the same salary bracket. For example, I remember when I was actually doing sales and I had to create lists every day of who I was going to call. Right. And if I didn't call X amount of people, I wasn't going to make progress. So literally for you in sales, my question would be, you're at Yes, you're at the same salary bracket. You've been there for a couple of years now, but what are you going to do to change it? Something I would do is reevaluate my strategy. You know, you need to be taking 10 um, potential clients or 10, I don't know what exactly you are doing in sales, making those 10 phone calls every single day. I would do that for a year, literally one year, right? And think about the compound interest of those calls every single day. If after a year you're still in that salary bracket, I would then go with what you're saying. Like you probably don't really enjoy it. But are you willing to put that dirty work in for another year? Dirty work. Yeah, I mean, you it's know, because it's not, yeah, but like how many leads would so, you have after those 10 calls every day? I'll play devil's advocate. I think you can also trick yourself to enjoy the process more. So, for example, like no one likes the cold call or the majority yeah. of people don't. Yeah. So is there another way? Can you join a cigar bar? Can you join a bunch of gyms? Can you do something that will help you network that you enjoy yep. so you're encouraged to get out there? But you make a rule to yourself, like, if I go to the gym, I just got to talk to one random person, mm -hmm. two random people, whatever, yeah. and build up to kind of... So, like, for me, a lot of it's been, I like one man-to-man -man combat. Like, I like meeting people in person, talking to them, bullshitting. So, I created this avenue, which is the food show, mm -hmm. to do that hyper-locally in my town. And it's been super beneficial. And it's like, yes, I could call five random people and make the same contact. But by going in there, adding value, promoting their business, they'll always remember me. Right. So, like, you can trick yourself, but you just got to be super strategic about it. I don't know what business he's in. So, yeah. that's right. I mean, if someone in the future questions, if you give us a specific type of sales, right. we can try to give you some, like, more. Yep. Um, I remember this one lesson. So, can grind, you take your phone out, though? Yeah. Get your calculator. Uh oh. Somebody told me this, and it was like mind blowing after, but like, you know, you hear six figures, $100,000, right? And Justin, you should definitely tune into this. Um, $100,000 sounds like a lot of money, right? Very simple, one day at a time approach. Take $100,000, divide it by 365, which is the days in a year. Hold on, hold on. What? Yeah, divide it. Yep, 273. Oh, Justin's doing it? $273.97. Round it up, 274. Right, so 
$274 per day is very attainable to look at, right? Like you can literally go almost anywhere and make $275. You can mow people's lawns and make $275 if you wanted to. You know what I mean? $100,000 really isn't a lot of money if you look at it from a day-to-day approach. The hard part of that $273, $274 is doing that then every day, right? But it's, it's, it's a good way to look at really large things, take it down to something that, you know what, at the end of the day, you spend $275 on a purchase sometimes. Yeah. You know, it could be a really expensive dinner. That could be a, a flight one way. It's not a lot of money, but the $100,000 sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, I think a lot of people get, I mean, I'm just speculating, but get caught in certain brackets and certain mindsets where like, it sounds like a lot of money, but once you break it down like that or you don't give it respect, I mean, it's a bad way to say it, but you don't respect yep. it anymore and yep. you're just like, I'm better than that type of thing. It just becomes like a habit. It's mm-hmm. You can break through that mental block. Like I personally had a bunch of mental blocks through my whole process of real estate. And when I got to a certain price bracket for like houses, I was like, I, I don't know if I should be here. Yep. And then as you do them, you get more confident in that bracket and all of a sudden it becomes normal. And then you get another one. You're like, this is, this is sketchy. Yep. Like we're way up. And then you break through that one. So it's like you just got to keep swinging and learning and just uh, be confident that the you'll figure it out. But you got to stay in the game. You yes. can't remove yourself from the game. else you never figure it out. This is kind of on the same topic. Something I've been thinking about a lot lately is it's all relative, right? Like people get overwhelmed by numbers. So it's like, all right, this house is, say, a million dollars. So that's a ton of money, right? But how much do I have to put down? Right. Do I put down 5%? I could put down 5%. Mm-hmm. If I put down 5%, what's this number? So like, just by touching it and exploring it, it becomes more real. You say this all the time. But it becomes more real. Yeah. And then once it becomes more real, then it's like, oh, it's, I mean, we can do it. Yep. Can we do, should we do it? Maybe not yet, but it becomes more attainable. Yep. So the more you make things more attainable and break it down, like you're saying, the, the easier it is to break through it. It is hard, though. Like, when you get comfortable, there's this whole lifestyle inflation argument yep. where your your means and your comfortness, your comfort rises up to what you're making so that to get through to the next level, you're drowning yourself before you can push through yes. because you're just giving yourself too much BS that you have to deal with mm-hmm. where you can't focus on what was making, making you money. So, like, that's something that our trick was to buy another property because it forces us we've gotten really loosey-goosey with going out mm-hmm. going to properties marketing all this stuff it now starting another reno it forces you to be like all right let's reset do we need this no do yep. we need that no and then you recalibrate and then you try to push to the next level but i can see how like if you don't have this something you're going towards you just get swept up in the expenses and it's like I'm never going to get past it because I'm too busy trying to figure out how just to survive. Yep. You know. Um, no, that's, that's spot on, and it it, it kind of hit home because I remember when um, th- this is a personal relationship thing, Mike's favorite. But you know, I had a conversation with my wife prior to when she was my wife. But there was a situation where we were like, okay, do we break up? Like, do we go our separate ways after you know probably what's five six years together or whatever? Uh, because it probably would have been easier at that time to split. My wife, I remember her saying. I see potential in you and I'm not going to let somebody else reap the benefits of when you do get your SHIT together. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Right. So she, but she was willing to endure the tough time of whatever it was that we were going through, just arguing every day, not being on the same page because she knew that in the long run I'd be, you know, getting better. Mm. Um, And she, she, I remember her saying, I'm not going to let anybody else reap the benefits of where you're at now. 
pretty good, you know? Um, and then on the manifestation piece, right? I, the other day was in my property at my, at my house where I live and I saw my pool house and I saw my pool. Mm. I know exactly where it is. I'm excited for that. I know exactly where it's going. I still have to figure out the financial piece of it because it's a, it's now a, a big project, right? I told you it was $60,000 to just put an in-ground pool in, and that's just a pool in the ground, yeah. nothing else. So now I have to backtrack. But I, I saw it, and I walked around exactly where it's going to be and how it's going to be shaped and the look of it and the size of it and the color of it, the so, tile, the everything. So I love it. I know in the past I said just do it, but here's my question. Could you get something that then could pay for that pool? Well, that then that becomes a question, right? Like, what do I need to do? Because this is now for it yeah. to be the full vision but of I'm what I saw. But I'm saying something that an asset of some sort that in turn pays, pays for, that pool for that. and then you keep it, so you outpace it. Right? Oh no, no, I agree you with you 100. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, right no, now, yeah, yeah, I can't just go pull the plug on yeah, this. This yeah. is going to be a process over some years that I'm going to eventually get that because at one time I'm not going to be able to do the pool house and the pool. Like it'll be in stages. Yeah. But I, I was able to really see that. And again, that that's the first thing. Like I, I would say back to this person: Do you really see yourself in that next bracket? Right? Like, are you making whatever you're making, whether it's forty thousand or a hundred? 40,000 or a million. Do you see yourself at that 100,000, at that million, at that 500, uh, 500,000? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these are questions you have to be asking yourself because if you really don't see yourself there, you're never going to get there. Yeah. And it's strategy too, like you're saying. Like you, if you're focusing on the stuff that doesn't, you know, the 80 20 rule, if 80% of the stuff isn't creating income, yep. then focus on the 20%. Yep. I have to sneak this in because I wanted to talk about it. So we're talking a lot about like mental and money and like the the barriers when you think about a, a sum of money, right? Yep. And I was thinking the other day and I'm like, I wonder why people and, you know, I'm not a financial advisor and I don't, I'm not encouraging you to do anything, but this is what I was thinking about. I was like, I wonder why Bitcoin, everyone that I talk to that doesn't have any awareness of it, their default is it's expensive, Right. Yep. And I'm like, all right, so why is that? Like gold, when you think of gold, what form do you think of it in? Like a, a bar, Me personally, right? a, blo oh, yeah, yeah, a bar. block, a bar, whatever. Right? So you think of it in a yep. bar, but no one gets overwhelmed by a bar of gold being X. Yes. They're like, I'll buy a gram, right? Yep. So I'm like, is it a branding issue that people think of a coin? And think it's not worth the- Or think they can divide it a million ways, which is right. what you can do. Yep. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that's such a minor- branding thing mm -hmm. and then it's like it's called a satoshi which maybe that sounds fugazi so like maybe that's hurting what it. is that but it's a piece of oh, one millionth of a bitcoin it's a bitcoiner a bit, yeah so but the, my point being is like everything has preconceived notions of what you think like you know a coin and you know that's a price of a coin so it's expensive yeah versus like that coin is a technology so like my point being if you go to the next step Rather than just scare yourself off and say it's too expensive, like getting a pool or getting an asset, if you keep uh, digging deeper, then you could probably get to something that even if you don't buy it, you at least understand it better. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think a lot of people, including myself, will see something and be like, oh, it's too expensive. In reality, like commercial properties that are a million five, it's the same amount of money you got to put into the property versus a single family home, yes. but there's more upside. But there's a mental barrier. Mm -hmm. It's like, holy hell, there's X amount in debt. You could be paying it off with the tenants, but it's still debt. That's also, uh, and just to add to that, though, it you have to be willing to endure risk. You got to get comfortable <laughs> at each level. But do you not see the common theme? Oh, yeah. Right? Gotta, about, it's everything. But again, that fitness mindset for me 
has been a tool for every piece of my life because physically I can get to 10 reps and I can feel the burn. But am I going to do 11 or am I going to put it down? Yeah. It's very easy in yeah, fitness. Yeah, I yeah. always say that. Yeah. But then when it comes to business, which is exactly what we're talking about here, it's the exact same thing. If you don't endure the tough times, you're never going to be able to reap the benefits. You have a death in your family. Somehow, some way, we always find a way through it, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't last forever, you know, and it's it's the tough times that really create that next level of people and what you're going for. Some of my team members, I, I talk to them one-on-one. Their visions are too small. Mm. They want to be employees for the rest of their life. Yes, we're all employees. Like, we all, at some point, report somewhere to somebody but you're looking at yourself in the same exact spot you think that that's where you're supposed to be because of your personal habits that you haven't really developed to now give you the confidence to move you in the next direction but you're speaking another dialect another level of math that they haven't even looked at yet right like some people which there's no fault to them but some people are just worrying about getting by that day but we're all in that same, we've all been in that no, same I spot. I know, I'm just saying, know? but that's like, when people are at that stage, your heart goes out because you're like, ah, oh, you just got to get, get get over this hump. When yep. you have a little extra, you can then research, like, what do I do with it? But if you yep. don't have extra. And again, I'm very fortunate. I am blessed. Like, yeah, I, I've shared a story of my dad told me years later, just, you know, recently, he was taking physical bottles and cans, putting that in his car to get gas. Like, you- you don't where I'm where what I see, you don't get lower than that in a sense. And you don't have a more stressful situation when it comes to finances. One, we never even knew that he had three kids and a wife and we never knew that. Mm-hmm. Right. Today, my dad is an entrepreneur. I mean, he's always been an entrepreneur, but he's opening his own you know, insurance firm. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you go from there to there? Yeah. You know what I mean? And we were talking the other day and he was like, buddy, you know, I'm really proud of you or whatever and i said dude i got every like you know, my, my work ethic is from you mm-hmm. the difference and he was he was like wow that this is the difference my i have a very focused approach on where i'm going mm-hmm. whereas he was more like you was trying no seriously a bunch of stuff trying everything everything but it ended up panning out for him yeah yeah, yeah. you know and now he lives very comfortably yeah but it, it, it's ironic to go from that to where he's at now. So it's it's not like I'm speaking these things and I didn't go through this. And, you know, I wasn't the same dude for the majority of my all of my 20s yeah. up until I was 28 years old working 16 hours a day. Right. Like that. That was a reality for me. Yes. Agreed. And to hammer the point home. The podcast is not meant for us to preach to everyone. It's just meant to show people like what we're doing. Yeah, you can be inspired by it. You cannot be. Right. But hopefully at the end of the day, you'll look at it and be like, wow, they actually achieved something. Personal, professional, with the No Snooze brand. But that's all we're out to do is like, this is accountability for us. Yes. Because if we can on this podcast and talk about nothing <laughs> yeah. that we're achieving, then what's the point? Can we get into my favorite section? Absolutely. I think you're going to like my quote. I always like your quotes. So welcome to Dave's Dime of the Week. Dime, dime, dime. I got to wait an extra second so all the dimes can drop and don't start speaking when the dimes are dropping um shout out cv and um our av crew here because if you haven't watched on youtube the entries of things that they've put in have been hilarious like good. when i got the 219 on my workout it was like a big 219 with like a star like <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> like good. i'm a little child hilarious um so this is by your boy drizzy drake rogers okay uh hold on i gotta pull it up here wait is that actually drake or a different guy no drake yeah, yeah. Oh, okay I didn't know if there was a guy named Drake Rogers. That's why. <laughs> you can't talk power moves and life goals around people who don't have the same hunger as you. 
it will just sound like you are bragging. Think about that. It's good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That, how many times have we said that? But seriously, think about that. Was that a quote or in a lyric? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's a quote. It's a quote. Yeah, oh, it's I mean, quote. it's quoted by him. Mm-hmm. But like, I resonated when I read that. That resonated with me so much because I I'm very passionate about things. I'm very um, extra, as you can as you can see. But it's because I'm hungry as hell to get to that level, right? And that's why I speak the way that I speak. Um, but I do get a response from people a lot that it seems like I'm arrogant or cocky or, you know, and really when I, I, I couldn't identify it. And that's a big part of it. You know, it seems to people like you're bragging if you're doing well and excited about getting to the next level. So just keep going on your path. Right? Well said. I like it. Talk to me. Uh, Miguel's mantra. Oh, I've graduated. Wow. We're growing up now. I'm growing up. I don't have a. I don't have a thing for that. You said the Ella, 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 but Miguela, Ella, Ella, and then it makes you like a female, Miguela. Miguela. Miguel's Miguel. matcha. I don't know. Maybe have a guy do a salsa or something. <laughs> pretty good, right? You know, there's gonna be a little dancing salsa. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be incredible. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, this is from Anthony Bourdain. My man did it right. I got a lot of uh, idols that are in the food game, which I didn't realize. You know, interesting, interesting stuff. Well, the food game is is still a business. You know, the food game's like, a business, but I think it's the culture stuff. I think I like the format. I don't know. I got to figure that out at some point. Maybe it's just always on TV yep. when I was growing up. I don't know. It's cool. But Anthony Bourdain, one of my favorite, he he has some of the best quotes of all time. It's basically about enjoying yourself. So his my favorite of his is life's a roller coaster. Life's a roller coaster. Enjoy the ride. Think about that a lot lately because we get so down and, you know, oh, I got to do this. I got to stay on the diet. I got to do this. Yep. When you have the opportunity to go out to dinner with the family midweek, go do it. You just got to work I, out harder the next day. I love that thought process. Versus being a, I can't do it because then I, I'm only going to do this workout and then I'm not. Just, you know, do more. Yep. That's Very. the difference is like either you do less or you do more. So just do more. Wow. Um, not to be not to be rude here, but I actually just picked up the phone, so my my wife is on the line. Babe, you're on a live podcast. No. Say say <laughs> say hello to the people. Mike just finished up his quote. Um, it was but electric. I, I didn't want I didn't want to miss your uh, miss your call. So uh, guys, until next time, stop snoozing. My wife just banged on me. Get up and get after. <laughs> it. I thought she was gonna take the outro. She hung up on me. Oh, wow. What'd you call banged on me? That's another Effie in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.